If you have your Bibles, if you could open them up to the book of Proverbs, and also if you need a message outline, it's right there in the center at the ministry counter. We're going to continue on our series, Stay On Course, but this will be the last message of this series. And what we've been trying to do, the idea behind staying on course, stay on course, is that God has a plan for our lives, and he wants us to be on course with him, right? What's to stay on course? But so many times in our life, we have a, a shadow mission going on in our lives where we're doing our own thing. We have our own agenda, our own plans for our life. And we, and we start doing our own thing. We kind of get off course. And I'm not saying it's 180 degree where we're going in the opposite direction of God, but just a little off course. And over time, we find ourselves way off from the mission of God, right? So we've been going, spending some time in this series, in the book of Proverbs, Stay on Course. And we've been on the W's. I don't know if you realize that. We've been in the W's. It's God's Word, our words, our work, our wealth. And today we're going to look at wisdom. And we'll finish this series. We want to look at the wisdom from the book of Proverbs that we might become the people that God would want us to become, right? And that's why we're here, right? We want to become the people that God wants us to become. We don't want to become, oh, I want to be the, the, the president of the company or, the, or get that new promotion or get this. The reason that we come here and what we want in life to become the people that God wants us to become, whatever it is, right? That's why we're here. That's what we want to learn. That's what we want wisdom. How can I be the person that God wants me to be? That's the greatest thing you could be in, in the world. So we're going to be looking at some verses in the book of Proverbs, as we have been, many verses, get the collective wisdom today, so we get three responses to wise people in our lives. And the first one, we're going to get right to our outline, is you have to listen to wise people. Listen. We have to listen. Proverbs chapter 1 is the first one we're going to be in. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. We're only going to read that verse real quick. If you're quick with your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8. And Solomon is writing this in Proverbs chapter 1 here. And he's saying to his son, Listen, my son, to your father's instruction. Do not forsake your mother's teaching. Now I want you to turn over to Proverbs 6.20. And some of you might say, I just got the Proverbs 1. Now you have me turn to Proverbs 6, 6, chapter 6, verse 20. And it says basically the same thing. It says, My son, keep your father's commands and do not forsake your mother's teaching. The first thing we learn from, from that, the, the spiritual instruction that we have, that children need to receive, that kind of, uh, that the children need to receive their spiritual strength, has to come from mom and dad. That's what it's telling us. It's delegated to not one or the other, but it's delegated to both of them. It's mom and dad's uh, responsibility to give their children spiritual instruction, to listen to the instruction of their father and or don't forsake their mother's teaching, what the Bible says. And we read as well as in Deuteronomy chapter 6, anytime you're think, talking about family or anything, instruction to families, you go to there. It's a wonderful progression that we have in Deuteronomy chapter 6. First of all, the theological, the belief system, what we have in Deuteronomy chapter 6, where the parents have to buy into this with totality. They got to totally buy into this belief system. And where it says in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And this tells us a lot about the uniqueness of God as well as about the unity of our God. It tells us about that. And then it goes on to verse 5 in a very powerful words and says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength. There are those who say that that verse was given to us so we might have the three different parts of mankind. I don't believe that. Jesus added a fourth. He said the mind too. So, so I don't think that is. I think that's just the Hebrew way of saying that we have here to love the Lord your God with everything that you've got. 
I think that's what it's saying here. Just to love the Lord your God with everything you have. Don't make it a compartment in your life. Don't make it a Sunday morning thing. It's just saying, love the Lord your God with everything you've got. And for us as parents and grandparents, do you have to have a belief system that is right according to Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4? Our belief system has to be right. But if we don't have the devotion, if we don't follow it up, we don't live out the Christian life, we're not practicing in our life, it's not right. See, parents and grandparents, we're to be the example. How do you expect our children to follow if we're not living out the example in front of them? Show them what to do. Because it goes on in verse 7, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 7, and it says this, Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. He's saying use all the opportunities that you, you have as a chance to teach your children the ways of God, to transfer the wisdom of God. That's what we're trying to do, transfer the wisdom of God. So we have to teach them the ways of God. They have to see it in our lives, parents and grandparents. We send our children to school to get an education, but we bring them back home to get wisdom. Do you realize that, right? That's where they get the wisdom. It's from home. The book of Proverbs, wisdom and education are not the same. They're not the same at all. Wisdom in the book of Proverbs is synonymous with success. It, it, those are the same. If you have wisdom, then you have success. So, our, so success in the book of Proverbs is not related to accumulations or accomplishments or achievements or degrees. It's related to wisdom. Success and wisdom go hand in hand. So in other words, wisdom, what it's saying is knowing God. That's the wisdom, knowing God. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10 tells us that. You have your Bibles. You're right there at 6. Turn over to chapter 9, verse 10. Proverbs 9, verse 10. It says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For the fear of the Lord, it's saying here, is, is beginning of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. So we know who God is through Jesus. That's the first part, right? We know who God is through Jesus. And then it means we know the truths of God's word, and then we've applied them to our lives. That's wisdom. That's wisdom, what it's saying. So we're supposed to listen to the wise people of our lives, is what it's saying. And maybe you're asking, how do I know if someone is wise? Some people say they know the person is wise because they agree with, the, agree with everything they say. They're so wise because everything I say, they just agree with me. Is that what you think? And a lot of people are like that. They think, boy, they're so wise because everything I say, they agree. So we're, we just get along so well. A, a wise person is somebody who knows God through Jesus, know the truths of God's word. They know God's word. They've applied it to their lives and they're living it out. They're not perfect, but they're wise. You understand it? They know God's word. They're, they've applied it through their lives, and they're living it out. That's what they're doing. But they're not perfect. None of us are perfect. The only one is perfect. That's Jesus, right? None of us are perfect, but they're wise. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5 says this. Let the wise listen and add to their learning. Let the discerning get guidance, is what it says. So when you're going through a marriage difficulty, the tendency, you'll be surprised, the tendency of Christians is to go find other people who are going through marriage difficulties and ask them for advice. Does that seem like the wise thing to do if you're going through it? But people do that. How are you working out? Well, it's not working out so well for me, but let me tell you what to do. Uh, don't you think the wise thing to do is maybe find a couple who knows God through Jesus, knows the Word of God, and they've applied it to their lives? Maybe they've had marriage difficulties sometime in the distant past, but they found the wisdom of God and they worked through all those troubles. That's the people we want to find. See, the book of Proverbs, if you can picture this, 
the whole book is like a father is telling his son how to live. That's the picture you have in the book of Proverbs. A father, Solomon, telling his son how to live. So they're walking along the road, and, and, and the father is saying to his son, according to Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20, he says, son, I want you to live a wise life. I don't want you to make the same mistakes your mom and I have made. I want you to learn from our mistakes. But you need to listen. You need to listen to me. But there's also a lady in your life who's really smart, who has a lot of wisdom, your mom. You need to listen to her too, is what he's saying. You need to listen to her. We need to listen in here is what we do, need to do. We need to listen in here to wisdom. To me, it's amazing that the beginning part of the book of uh, Proverbs was written by Solomon according to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 1. And he looks at wisdom personified as a woman. Now, some of you may not be surprised about that. It's identified as a woman. It's ascribed as a woman. It's attributed as a woman is what we see here. So he's saying to his son, son, just as one day you're going to pursue a woman to be your wife, just as strongly pursue wisdom is what he's saying. Just as strongly you're going to pursue that woman, pursue wisdom. And I thought about that. I said, I thought, why would God use a woman to personify this thing called wisdom. I'm not sure, but I think what he was really doing here, he was just elevating women to give God's lofty view of women, their dignity and their value that they have. And he's saying, he says, wisdom is so good that wisdom is a woman. Son, pursue her with all that you have. Pursue it. Pursue the woman and pursue wisdom is what he's saying. So we need to listen to the wise women in our lives, right? Oh, ladies, you just missed the opportunity to say amen. This is your chance. Say amen. I'm going to give you one more chance. So we need to listen to the wise women in our lives, right? Amen. There you go. You don't want to miss those opportunities. We need to listen to anyone that gives us wise counsel. What's wise counsel again? Someone who knows God through Jesus, someone who knows the truths of God's word. They've applied it to their life, and they're living it out. That's a wise person. They're not perfect. They make mistakes, but that's a wise person. You're looking for wise counsel. So the second response to wise people in our lives is this. Follow the instruction of wise people. We're not only to listen, but we have to follow their instruction. It doesn't do us any good to listen. Oh, man, what they said was really good, but we don't do what they say, right? So Proverbs 30, verse 17, if you could turn your Bibles there, Proverbs 30. It's kind of at the end of the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 30, verse 17. It's an important verse. It gives us a warning. It gives us a warning. The Bible gives us all kinds of warnings. Proverbs 30, verse 17. Everyone have it? Okay. It says, The eye that mocks a father, that scorns obedience to a mother, will be pecked out by the ravens of the valley, will be eaten by the vultures. Not exactly a Hallmark card verse, right? You're not going to see that in any Hallmark card. But what is he saying here? I think what he's saying, there's lots of verses in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the, in the law, in the book of Proverbs, that, that, that are, give a warning to children. And he's warning children. If you ignore the teaching of your father and mother, what he's saying, if you, if you ignore, ignore it, you will experience the natural consequences of that. And here it's being identified as ravens and vultures. He kind of says a similar something to uh, Proverbs chapter 8, verse 33. He says, do not neglect, do not ignore. For example, a field that you want to farm, you have to give attention to that field if you want to get a harvest, right? The soil has to be tilled, the crop has to be planted, the fertilizer has to be applied, the weeds have to be removed. You pray for the rain to come and water the crop. You pray for the sun to shine to grow the crop. And then you celebrate the harvest, right? You celebrate it. Harvests are never accidents. 
There's a lot of work that goes into harvest and a lot of prayer, right? And so, but, but if you ignore the field, neglect the field, forget the harvest, right? That's what he's saying here. Don't neglect, children, don't neglect your mother and father's teaching. If you want to see a good harvest in your life as a son or daughter, don't neglect it. Don't ignore it is what he's saying. Listen to them. And he's talking about the vultures and ravens, and I thought I might share this. Are are there vultures and ravens going to come after our children's eyes and pecking at them? No, that's not what he's talking about here. He's saying there's a natural consequences for children who disobey mom and dad. Or don't follow mom and dad's instruction. There's a natural consequences that's going to happen for them. How many times their children, their children get themselves in trouble because they don't follow the advice of mom and dad. They don't follow their wise counsel. Like driving too fast in the car and they get a ticket or worse yet, they get in an accident. Or their parents tell them, hey, don't get into drugs. And they get into drugs, they get an addiction. Or, or their parents say, don't hang out with those that crowd over there, it's the wrong crowd to hang out with, they hang out with them, and they get in trouble, maybe you can get arrested. Or they tell them, you need to study for your task, and I don't need to study, and they get a bad grade, and they wonder why, right? Or when parents say, don't touch the stove, and the child touches the stove, and they get uh, blisters on their hands, or, or severely burned. Or are you one of those types that when you see a sign that says, wet paint on it, you just got to touch it and say, is it really wet? Are you one of those that says, oh man, it's wet paint. See, when we don't follow instructions, when we don't do that, we could end up with blisters in our hands because we're touching a hot stove. We could end up with wet paint in our hands because we touch something that we should not. Or it could be worse. So the Bible's warning us, the book of Proverbs is warning us, we must listen to wise instruction and we must follow that wise instruction. We must do what it says. Not just listen to it, hey, that's good advice and go do your own thing. Listen and follow. If you went to those people because they were wise, and hopefully your parents are wise, then you have to follow the instruction they're giving. They have the experience and they have the wisdom that you don't have. No matter how wise you think you are as a child, people who are older, if they're following God, have more wisdom, have more experience. There's a story of Augustus' mother, Augusta Hippo. His mother was married to a man. She knew the Lord, but he did not. He, in fact, he was not a stellar model in society. He was a drunk and he was involved in all kinds of other things he shouldn't have been in. But she diligently prayed for her husband uh, and quietly lived out the life and of faith in front of him until the day that her husband committed his life to Christ and then his life was turned 180 degrees because of Jesus. Her son, by all records, he was in his teenage years or his late 20s. He was a sex addict. He was really a pervert, they say. She prayed for her son. She pursued her son with the gospel of Jesus Christ. She poured the wisdom of God into her son all the time, but he didn't want any of that at that time. He wanted to go to Rome and she didn't want him to go to Rome. She said, boy, if he goes to Rome, he's going to have all those opportunities to feed all those vices and all those wicked desires. But her son went to Rome, but the mom continued to pray for her son while he was in Rome. And while he was in Rome, Jesus found him. And his life was completely turned upside down because of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he became such a great Christian leader, a writer, theologians of the early church. You read a lot about Augustus, what he wrote, Augustine, what he wrote. And, and, and it was a mom who prayed for him and it was a mom who poured the wisdom of God, constantly poured it, that he did not forget when he got older. So we must follow wise instruction. Mom and dads aren't wise because they're parents. You know that, right? Wisdom comes from God. The way we find wisdom is from God. It's only from him. So all of us men and women, we have to learn the wisdom from God. We have to understand it. So we can pass it on to the next generation and share with them so they don't have to learn it the hard way. Isn't that what you want? 
So boy, I've learned it the hard way. I've learned that bumps and bruises and, and what it is, not to follow instruction. So I want to avoid that with my children. I want to help them with that. See, society is not going to help us with this. Schools are not wired for this. They're not wired to help with that. It's mom and dad, men and women of wisdom, passing down the wisdom of God to the next generation. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility, mom and dad, and grandparents. The church can come alongside of you and help you pour in that wisdom, but they only have them for a limited amount of, of, of the week when they're here at church or in, in other ministries of the church. But mom and dads, they're with you all the time. And when they're at home, you're to pour godly wisdom in them constantly. They need to hear about Jesus and how to walk with them. That is your responsibility. No one's going to do it for you. You can't blame the school because they don't have wisdom. You can't blame anyone else. It's your responsibility. As I said, the church comes alongside of you, but they can't do it all for you. They can only help with you. We can partner with you, but you've got to do that. You've got to pour that in there. And then children, you have to follow the godly instruction. You have to follow the wisdom that your parents give you too. The third response to wise people in our lives is to honor the people who give us wise counsel, right? We're to honor them. Proverbs 23, verse 22 says this. Listen to your father who gave you life. Do not despise your mother when she is old. It says, listen to your father who gave you life. There's not one of us that are here. They, we got here all by ourselves, did we? Nobody's here. It says, man, I, I, I'm here by myself. I did it all. I'm here right now. No, you only got here because of mom and dad. All of us are here because we have a mom and dad. You may not like your mom and dad. You may not get along with your mom and dad, but you're here because of your mom and dad, right? That's why we're here. So none of us arrived here by, by ourselves. Somebody brought us in. Somebody helped us to get us where we are today. It goes on to say, don't despise your mother. Despise means don't hold in contempt. Don't hold her in contempt, it says, because she is getting old. And what it's talking about with the mom is to honor her. You're to honor her. Honor your mom and honor your dad. And I thought there's no better place since we're in the book of Proverbs than go to Proverbs chapter 31, the last chapter of the book of Proverbs. It's usually attributed to, to women that to talk about honor. And we're talking about honoring someone. Look at Proverbs chapter 31, verse 28 through 31. And look what it says, how to honor someone. It says in verse 28, her children, I'll give everyone a chance to get it. Proverbs 31, verse 28. Her children arise and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Let me say that again. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Remember, the fear of the Lord is understanding, is knowing God. A woman who knows the Lord is to be praised. Give her the reward she has earned, and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. And there's a wonderful story that illustrates that in the life of Solomon uh, that, I, that I always enjoyed reading, always liked. Solomon's mother was a lady by the name of Bathsheba. Bring any Bible bells for anybody? Bathsheba. When you think of that name, she was married to David. And Bathsheba and David had a very, very sinful, ugly start, didn't they? Bathsheba and David were not perfect. They were not perfect parents by no means. You read their story, and you probably heard of the story in First Samuel. You read about the story. It was an ugly start in their life. No, there's no doubt about it. But later, Solomon was to be born from this marriage, and David was the king, and, and David's son Solomon was to succeed him when he died. And he dies, so Solomon becomes king. And one day, his mother, Bathsheba, comes into Solomon's court, and as the mother came in, Solomon got up from his throne went to his mother. This is unheard of. He went to his mother and he 
bowed down or he knelt down before her. And then he had them bring a chair in so she could sit right at his right side. He honored her in front of everyone, honored her for all that she had done for him. And I thought about that. I said, if a king can honor his mom, we should all be able to honor her. We should be able to honor our moms and dads. We should be able to honor all those that give us any kind of wisdom, any kind of help in our life, because we didn't get where we are all by ourselves. None of you are here today because, boy, I just arrived here and I'm here all by myself and, and all that I have is, is all by myself. No, you had people along the way that helped you, that gave you wise counsel. Let's honor those people who gave us wisdom that God used in our lives. Let's praise God for those people and praise them. And let them know how much we appreciate and we love them of all that they've done in our lives. It's a time to honor them. And I don't know what honor exactly looks like. I don't know what it looks like. You have to decide that. You might use some passages from the Scripture here in Proverbs 31, but you have to decide that. But let's honor the people in our lives. And it may not just be moms and dads. maybe grandparents, maybe aunts and uncles, cousins, brothers, sisters, maybe friends, neighbors, Sunday school teacher might be. But let's honor them and show our appreciation and our love toward them of all that they've done for us, right? All that they've done. But this all starts, the wisdom starts by the knowledge of the Holy One is what the Bible says. And for us, it's an understanding of Jesus. It's an understanding of Jesus. And you've heard me say this almost every week. It's an understanding of Jesus, of who he is. Who is he? He's the Son of God. He's God. And what he did for us, right? What did he do? Jesus died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and raised on the third day. And all who put their faith and trust in Jesus finds forgiveness of sins of all their sins, past, present, and future, and finds a hope in eternity to be with Jesus one day for all of eternity, right? That when we pass from this life, we enter the next, that we will be with Jesus, all because we put our faith and trust in Jesus. And if you are here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, uh, you don't know him yet, today you need to understand that God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. And he's pursuing you. God pursues us. And you're not here by an accident. Or you're not listening online by an accident. You're listening and intentionally God wants you to listen. And he wants you to understand that he loves you. That God is not out to attack you, beat you over that. God loves you. And he's drawn you to himself through his love of Jesus. To understand who Jesus is. That he died on the cross for you. God said, I love you so much that I gave my son for you so that you might have life, eternal life and forgiveness of sins, and that you might be part of my family, God's family. That's what he wants. And all it takes for you to come and understand that I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and I put my faith and trust in the finished work of Jesus on that cross, that he died on the cross for me. The Bible says when you do that, become a child of God. If you've never done that, do that today. If you have questions about that, get them answered. I'd be glad to talk with you after the service. Get them answered, right? For all of us that are here, everyone that is here, uh, everything, it all begins with the personal relationship with Jesus, right? It all begins. If you don't have that, you got to start there. But every one of us is here. Whatever you might be going through this morning, some may be going through, and everything is great. That's usually not the case. We all have some things we're going through. Whatever you might be going through, if you need someone to talk with, someone to pray with, someone to share a burden with, and maybe, maybe you're, you're right now you're going through a difficulty in your life. You're, maybe you have to have surgery. Maybe you're going through marriage problems. Maybe you're going through financial difficulties. Maybe you're here right now and you say, but I'm alone and I'm kind of depressed. We want to let you know you're not in this all by yourself, that we want to come alongside of you and, and pray with you and listen to you. And sometimes it's not that we have the wisdom to share with you that's going to change your life. Sometimes it's just listening to a friend, right? And you're sharing your story. No, someone else knows what's going on in your life and that they're praying for you. 
we want to come alongside and just encourage you in your journey, whatever you're going through. And there's people around you that would love to do that too. Help you wherever you're at and just talk with them. I know there's some, I see some of the ladies talking to other ladies, just encouraging them in their journey. That we all have those times. None of us have arrived. We all need people to pray for us, right? So when I'm down, I need others to pick me up and help me. When you're down, you need me and others to help you too. We all need that. We all need that. We all need that. So to finish out the message, to close, let's listen to wise counsel. Let's find those people that we can trust who, who know God, who, who know Jesus and have a relationship with God. They know God's word. They've applied it through their life, and we see them living it out. Let's go to those people if we need wise counsel, and let's not only go to them and listen, but let's follow it. So many times people will come and they're asked for counsel, either for me or someone else, and then I go and see them doing their own thing. I say, why did they go ask for the counsel if they're not going to listen? Because usually they were looking for someone to agree with them. And that's not what wise counsel is. Wise counsel is to give you wisdom from God's word. That's what we need. And it might agree with this. It might agree with this sometimes, but many times it will not. We need to follow the wisdom of God. That's what we're doing. And then out of those people, give you wise counsel, thank them, praise God for them, praise God for them in your lives. Amen? Let's pray. Lord, you come and we praise you. We praise you, God, because there is no one like you. There's no one loves us like you. There's no one that's looking out for us like you. There's no one that's looking for us to succeed as you, you want us to. And succeeding and success are matched with wisdom. And wisdom is knowing you, God, having a relationship with you. And I pray everyone in this room has the wisdom of God. First, they have that personal relationship with, with Jesus and have a relationship with God through Jesus. I pray that, that they trusted Jesus Christ their Savior. I pray that for everyone. I pray for everyone's soul. If someone's here and they're not sure they have that relationship, Lord, I pray for their soul that you'd help them realize they're a sinner in need of a Savior. And right now, they put their faith and trust in Jesus. But every one of us are here, Lord. We know Christ is our Savior. None of us have arrived. We still struggle with the things in this world. We still have, have temptations coming in our lives, and we still have difficulties. We still have sometimes marriage difficulties, financial difficulties. We still have surgeries. We still have depression. We get lonely and all those kind of things. So, Lord, that we realize there's others around us that are ready to help us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would humble us sometimes, that we seek out the help that we need. We wouldn't be too prideful. We say, God, I need some help. And God puts people around us to help us. And many times we're asking for answered prayer. And God's answers to prayer many times is seek out wise counsel from others. And God said, I've got answers for you. But you need to go to him or her or whoever it may be that he sends us to. I pray that it would be in humility, Lord, we seek out the wise counsel if we need it. And Lord, we be ready that we'd all be prepared and equipped to give wise counsel to others, not our own philosophy, not on what we think they should do, but the wisdom of God. That's what people need. That's what changes lives from the inside out. The world is looking to give wisdom, but the world's wisdom is temporary. It's short-lasting. But the wisdom of God lasts for all of eternity. It changes lives from the inside out, and that's what people need. That's what we all need. And so, Lord, help us to be people of wisdom, ready to give wise counsel, but help us as children and as adults, ready to listen to wise counsel, but not only listen, that we might follow the wise counsel too, Lord. Help us. And Lord, 
We only know the wise counsel by the power of the Holy Spirit. Lead us and guide us to people who can help us with that, Lord. We, very, we all need wisdom, Lord. As we've been going through this study, Lord, we need wisdom, Lord, uh, from your word. We need wisdom, Lord, with our words. We need wisdom with our work. We need wisdom with our wealth. And Lord, and the only place we have is going through the books of wisdom. You promised to give them the wisdom we need. But Lord, we have to yield to that wisdom. We have to apply it to our lives and, and live it out. And I pray that each and every one of us does that, that our mindset is that I may become all that God wants me to be. And that is to be wise with God's wisdom in our hearts and minds. Ready to help others. Not just to be puffed up with knowledge, but ready to be help others. Our neighbors, our family members, people here in the church, that you might use this and give us opportunities to reach out to other people, Lord. Lord, he prays you. We thank you so much for the opportunity. I pray for anybody right now, Lord, is going through a difficult time, Lord, that they might find somebody here that they can talk to, share their burden with, uh, come up to me. I'd be glad to pray with them, Lord, that they might find others that, that can give them some wise counsel, Lord, and just pray and just listen to the story. Lord, you know you love us. You know that you're for us and everything, Lord. Help us to live by the wisdom of God. And Lord, we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.